Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, May 9th, and this is for May 9th through May 14th. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. My mom is a Cancer. Elmi's mom is a Scorpio. That's right. And we are both the product of Leo fathers. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, I hope everyone's having a great Mother's Day. Um, you know, this is the first time Mars has been in Cancer during Mother's Day since 2006. Mm. So there's a little bit of trivia you didn't know that you needed, and you really don't actually need to know that. It's not really, I don't know. It's just that Mars tends to intensify, you know, whatever sign it is in. It happens to be in Cancer right now, and Cancer mm -hmm. is that nurturing, motherly sort of energy. Yep. So I'm thinking that with Mars and Cancer, this could potentially be a more intense sort of Mother's Day experience for you, whether you're a mother, whether you're a uh, child of a mother, uh, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say. But anyway, <laughs> Mars is in Cancer. It's Mother's Day. We hope everyone's enjoying their day. Um, how did everyone's week last week go, especially that Pisces moon I always warn people about? Um, went to Starbucks last week, and um, I got my drink at the counter, and I took a swig, and it tasted especially sweet. And then, um, but I was like, whatever, they probably put too much cream in it or more than they normally put in it. Took another drink, and I'm like, wow, this is really sweet. And then I look... And it was a vanilla latte with the name Claire on it. And normally I just get like a regular coffee with some cream. And they usually put my name on the cup, Chris. So mm -hmm. it was obvious that I had the wrong drink. Um, I went back in and uh, my drink had been taken. So presumably Claire got my coffee and she probably didn't like it because it tasted like coffee. And I got her vanilla latte. But fortunately, we, uh, we figured it out. And then apparently Elmi tried to send her mom a Mother's Day present uh, last week during the Pisces moon, and it got delivered to the wrong address. Yeah, that's a bummer. So anyway, though, we, we do love the Pisces moon. Um, this weekend, the moon was in Aries. And, um, you know, that's the thing with this stuff is, um, especially the moon cycles, you know, anytime that we get to the Pisces moon, that usually signals the end of that particular moon cycle, and things can come to an end. There can be confusion. There can be endings. Uh, fortunately, though, Pisces energy is usually friendly energy, mm. uh, which is good because, again, uh, Pisces is associated with a certain amount of endings. And if that energy was mean on top of it, I mean, that would just suck. <laughs> yeah. But fortunately, at least, Pisces energy is usually uh, friendly. It doesn't mean anything. It's not like it's out to get you. It's just that it's not It's just not focused on details. Um, but again, once that Aries moon comes along, that's when we kind of get that drive to potentially correct those mistakes or fix those things and just start fresh. So anytime the moon's in Aries... If there's anything around your house just that you need, like I threw out the dish soap the other day. We had a bottle of mm -hmm. dish soap. It was almost done. And I'm like, no, I'm done with this thing. I'm moving on. I am opening a fresh bottle of dish soap. And that mm -hmm. was like the perfect Aries moon activity when you're on a budget. Okay. I was wondering why we had a brand new fresh bottle of soap there. Now I know. Yeah. I was like yeah. out with the old, in with the yeah. new. It's the Aries moon. We need fresh dish soap. Why struggle trying to get those last few drops out of the bottle, you know? That's what I yeah. said. You know? All right. I get it. Um, wipe the slate clean, start fresh, all that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, if, if last week was a little clunky, and I did talk about that um, 
that you actually wanted to get all your practical stuff last done last weekend when we had all that earth energy to work with. Yeah. Because I knew that uh, coming this week with the more watery energy, eh, the flow is just going to be a little bit different. But uh, we're still here, so that's great. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday, yesterday, May 8th, Venus, the planet Venus, entered Gemini. So it left Taurus, and now it's in Gemini. So, you know, we got Mercury in Gemini, we got Venus in Gemini, so we're shifting into more airy sort of energy, we're moving away from the earthy energy. With Venus and Gemini, uh, people are going to talk. Um, I wore my Twin Peaks <laughs> Special Agent Dale Cooper t-shirt out yesterday, and uh, I got all kinds of compliments on it. I don't normally get that many or any compliments on it, but people wanted to talk. Um, yeah. I was at the coffee shop, and a guy just came up to me and says, I really like that show. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, I made a mistake, though. I started with season three. I'm like, oh, well, no. <laughs> I don't know if you made a mistake. I mean, that's the great stuff about anything David Lynch. I mean, you can probably watch it out of order yeah. and have the same experience no matter what. Ah. Um, but he said, yeah, then I went back, watched seasons one and two, and I just really loved it. And I don't know. So anyway, he, this guy never would have talked to me if Venus had not been in Gemini. Right. That's what I'm saying. That only happened because Venus was in Gemini. But, you know, with Venus in Gemini, yeah, uh, communicate, um, flirt with people, get a little sassy. You know, it's okay to socialize. Um, try something different, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, Venus mm -hmm. was in Taurus. Taurus is all about creating comfort and kind of creating comfort within their own domain. They do not like to get out of their comfort zone if they don't have to, uh, even then. But anyway, <laughs> it's in Gemini now. So it's like, you know, get out there, try something new, take a class, watch a movie you wouldn't normally watch, mm. try a TV show you normally wouldn't watch, something like that. Doesn't have to be anything amazing. Maybe order some interesting food. Order some interesting food. Take some risks in the stock market. I don't know. <laughs> uh, get wild. Um, do, 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 do. But yeah, Gemini energy is always on the go. It always needs variety. It always needs new experiences. It gets bored really quickly. It needs uh, a lot of change. Um, so I've noticed over the years, like I have a Gemini moon. I feel like I've lived in a lot of different places over the years. Uh, the place I have right now with Almy is the longest I've lived anywhere ever, mm. which is a nice change, I guess. But, you know, mix it up, I guess, is what I'm saying. And right now, like today, Sunday into Monday, Venus has just changed signs. And I find during these times, people can maybe be a little bit icy or, you know, Venus just isn't quite functioning at its regular level. And as always, Venus is that planet that kind of smooths over things. Like if you have a difficult negotiation you're, you're, you're doing, uh, Venus can kind of step in and be that diplomatic sort of energy. And we don't really have that right now. So if you do have kind of difficult things you're working through, if you can, give it some more time. Let Venus get up to speed a little bit maybe uh, because that could potentially help with those types of negotiations. Uh, with Venus going into Gemini, I think this is going to be good for Scorpios because Venus has been in Taurus and mm. Taurus and Scorpio oppose. Mm. Um, like Almy, you're Gemini rising. So I think Venus going into Gemini is going to be good for you mm. because you project Gemini energy into the world. Okay. So maybe there'll be some good, um, vibes coming your way. Cool. Um, yeah. And then, uh, the moon is going to enter Taurus later today on Sunday. And uh, that's kind of our last blast of Taurus energy. The sun is still in Taurus, of course. With the moon going into Taurus, we're going to have a new moon. Uh, the new moon, let me check my notes, is exact 
at 12 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, May 11th. And it's a, a new moon in Taurus. This is the last new moon before a lot of planets start going retrograde. So, you know, they always say with new moons, that's the time to start things, right. start new projects. Set your intentions. Set your intentions. Uh, get that stuff out there in the world. Um, and this is a good time to do it because once these planets start going retrograde, we're going to have additional obstacles to work through potentially. So get it while you can. Of course, if you're like me, uh, my goal with every new moon is just to survive the new moon <laughs> and to stay awake because right. I generally feel especially flat and uh, just my energy in general is low. I am a full mooner, not so much a new mooner, yeah. but uh, if you are a new mooner, go out there and just start manifesting like it's no one's business. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Um I guess I'll transition into the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. As we know, Elmi is a Scorpio. She was born October 24th. She's mm. been a Scorpio her entire life. As I mentioned, her mom is also a Scorpio. Mm. And Elmi also has Sun conjunct, conjunct Pluto. Her Mercury is in Scorpio. It does not get more <laughs> Scorpio than Elmi. That's what I'm getting oh, at. No. And Elmi and I went to Disneyland last week because that's a perfect Pisces moon activity. And Almy, what did you think of the ride Rise of the Resistance? Because that was our first time riding it. Yeah, I thought it was really cool and really fun and a great experience and a very neat ride. Yeah, me too. I felt like I was in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And it, this, the ride had a lot of different things going on. Like you're in a ride, then you get off the ride, and then you're walking around, then you get into another thing. And you're, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, obviously, but it's a, there's a lot going on with this particular ride. It was very well made. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Any other highlights for you, Elmi, from Disneyland that you want to share? Oh, man. Um, just loved being there with you. We had such a great day. We really didn't have to wait long for any rides. It was all, you either walked right on or it was, what, like a steady five to 20 minutes of walking into the ride. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was a great day. Uh, it's, it's hard to choose a highlight because I'm thinking about it in my head and every single moment pretty much that we had there was just so fun and yes, even magical. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. It is what the most magical place on earth right. or something like that. Something like that. But yeah, yeah, we both thought they did a great job. I mean, they're only at 25% capacity, so that helped. There were fewer people yeah. there. We were able to get around the park a lot quicker. Yeah. Lines were shorter. Yeah. But we thought they did a great job of uh, just getting it reopened and, and making it work under, you know, obviously very difficult circumstances. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I'm... it felt very safe. Um, really appreciated how they were able to do it. All the lines are outside, so it looks crowded, but it isn't because that's just you don't wait in line inside. You spend very little time inside. The only time inside will be for the duration of the ride. And, uh, yeah, just a really... Really cool experience. One of the most um, interesting Disneyland experiences I'll probably ever have to see it with um, the COVID regulations in place and with the um, minimal attendance. It was just a really interesting day, but honestly, it was really fun. So, yeah, thank you for going with me. Yeah, thanks for treating us. Oh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Joe Biden, and the stimulus package. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the stimulus, Mr. Biden, or yeah. President Biden, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that concludes our Scorpio segment of the show.
And Joe Biden's a Scorpio, too, isn't he? That's right. Yeah. November. He's a November Scorpio. I do mm. not remember the... Oh, it's the same day as my mom, November 20th. Oh, okay. That's right. He's kind of approaching Sag. That's right. He, my mom, and um, RFK, Robert Kennedy, all born November 20th. Okay. And we do plan on having President Biden on this show at some point. Right. He doesn't know we're planning that. Yeah. Um, he never yeah. will know, but... Uh, we're going to find a way to get him on when we... No, we're no, not. No, we're not. We're not. We're, we're going to let no. him be. He's we're, got... We, he's we got, don't... Yeah. We don't this he is not going to be a things. political show right. either. Yes. So, yeah. So that concludes the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Now, the main event this week is going to be Thursday. Uh, that is Thursday, May 13th, oh. when the planet Jupiter will enter the sign of Pisces. Mm. And they say that... Jupiter is in its home sign when it's in Pisces. Uh, there was a time before Neptune was discovered that Jupiter was shared by both Pisces and Sagittarius. And then once Neptune came along, they said, all right, we're reassigning Neptune. We're giving that to Pisces and Sagittarius will hang on to Jupiter. Um, but anyway, Pisces has a history with Jupiter, so it should be feeling quite comfortable while it's in Pisces. And Jupiter will be in Pisces until June 28th. So that's about a month and a half. And then it's going to retrograde back into Aquarius for pretty much the rest of the year. Um, and then, so we got, yeah, about a month and a half of Jupiter and Pisces back into Aquarius. And then for most of 2022, Jupiter will, will be in Pisces again. Uh, but I guess what I'm getting at is that between May 13th and June 28th, look for people or situations or opportunities that might present themselves to you during that window of May 13th through June 28th, because that might be opportunities for you to grow, mm. either in your career, uh, just in your spiritual uh, awareness and feeling. You know, it doesn't necessarily always have to be about, you know, the career or a job, but just could be expansion within your family. Uh, but just feelings of abundance in general, because the planet Jupiter is all about growth. It's all about optimism. It's all about expansion. It's about what could go right as mm. opposed to what could go wrong. And it, it might just be a little bit of a sneak preview uh, between May 13th and June 28th, a little sneak preview of what might be coming your way for 2022. Now, the last time Jupiter was in Pisces was in 2010, and it was there for most of the year. So if 2010 was a particularly memorable year for you one way or the other, mm. you might be experiencing similar themes when Jupiter enters Pisces this time around as well. Uh, if you are a Pisces, you might like this. This might be good for you. Um, but again, it always depends on what's going on in your chart. I mean, there was a time Jupiter was in Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. Did I feel like I had any growth in my life at that point? No. Um, but at least it wasn't something I could see, nothing tangible at least. That doesn't mean things weren't happening around, and I just didn't realize it at the time, what was happening. But it always depends on what's going on in your chart, because you're always going to have planets forming conjunctions, forming squares, forming sextiles, forming trines. There's always so much to just be able to extract one thing and say, oh, this one thing's going to be great for you, because it really depends on what else is going on. For me, at least, I'm, I'm into it, because I have Jupiter in Taurus, and Jupiter has been in Aquarius. So Aquarius and Taurus form a square, 
uh, kind of a stressful aspect. So I'm thinking that with Jupiter getting out of Aquarius and moving into Pisces, maybe that'll be good for me because mm. I can get a little something moving again. You know, okay. if I've been feeling stagnated or stagnant in certain areas of my life, maybe this little budge from Jupiter will help push things forward for me. Uh, but again, it kind of depends on how your chart is, where the planets are, and all that fun stuff. But either way, um, just look for growth and expansion, especially May 13th through June 28th. And know that those opportunities, um, they might, again, present themselves. They might not necessarily go anywhere, but they might be these little seeds that are planted. And then once uh, Jupiter drifts back into Pisces at the end, very end of 2021, then maybe those projects will start moving forward at that point. So uh, something to look for. Um, Friday, May 14th, the moon is going to be void of course, uh, pretty much all day. Mm. So that's a day to play hooky from life if you want, Mm -hmm. um, if you can, uh, because they say when the moon is void of course, that, um, the moon isn't working and neither should you. Mm. Also, when the moon is void of course, that's a thing where, um, maybe you, Certain agreements that are made during that time might not actually come to fruition or certain plans that you make might not work out the way you think they will. Um, So Friday, May 14th, make a note. That might be kind of an interesting day Mm. Um, because, yeah, the the moon goes void, of course, at 4 a.m. on Friday, May 14th, Pacific time. And then it won't enter cancer until 6.30 p.m. that day. So, yeah, the entire day is just void, of course. So um, make a note. And again, when, a mo- when the moon is void, of course, that just means that it's in between signs. So in this case, it will have left Gemini and it just hasn't made its way to Cancer yet. Um, another interesting tidbit, a little bit of trivia. But on Friday, May 14th, once the moon finally does go into Cancer, there will be five planets that are all in their home sign. So Jupiter will mm. be in its home sign. Neptune will be in its home sign. Saturn will be in its home sign. Mercury will, will be in its home sign and also the moon. What does that mean? I don't know. But, I mean, I, I guess in theory it means those planets are functioning at their highest level. You know, Jupiter will be in Pisces. Neptune will be in Pisces. Saturn in, Capri- I'm sorry, Saturn in Aquarius. Mercury in Gemini and the moon in Cancer. But uh, just another little interesting tidbit. Um, I think the middle of this week is going to be pretty hectic. Um, as I mentioned, we're starting out with a new moon in Taurus, so the energy, at least at the beginning of the week, could feel a little sluggish, um, might need a little extra coffee, but by the time the moon goes into Gemini on May 12th, it doesn't really matter if it's a new moon or, or a full moon or what. Once the moon's in Gemini, I mean, there's going to be some activity. Uh, there's going to be um, maybe even some hyper energy, but again, a lot of communicating a lot of um, moving around, um, a lot of ideas being shared back and forth, that kind of thing. Um, so look for that midweek. Uh, Jupiter and Pisces, I talked about that. I'm trying to think what else we got. Um, on Tuesday, May 11th, Mars, which is in Cancer, is going to form a sextile with Uranus. Uh, Mars, the planet of action, uh, aggression, the planet of desire. Um, and then Uranus, the plan of um, unpredictability and, and change and rebellion. Um, so there could be, I'm trying to think how to phrase that, but there could be some rebellious energy on May 11th. You might feel like you want to rebel from uh, your way of life, perhaps, or make some big drastic changes. So you might feel that. Um, I don't know what else is going on here. But I guess 
just to kind of sum things up here, yeah, the big thing this week, uh, Jupiter going into Pisces. And then also, I made a note here, we do have a Mercury retrograde around the corner. It's not until May 29th, but they do say that, you know, Mercury retrograde does start kicking in about a week before the retrograde phase. So really, by May 22nd, uh, Mercury retrograde will already be starting. And with Mercury being in Gemini, I expect this to be an especially memorable retrograde. Um, we'll see what happens here, but I think there might be a lot of stuff to sort out. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I guess I'm saying any big purchases, any big decisions you need to make, like if you're going to buy a house, sell a house, sign a contract, maybe try to get that in as early as May 15th. Uh, that's two weeks before Mercury goes retrograde, but I think you'll still be safe before Mercury starts to get a little fuzzy. Uh, by May 22nd, the fuzziness will definitely have started to set in, and then by May 29th, it will be full-on fuzzy. So uh, give yourself a little May 15th deadline if you have any of those big types of things uh, going on. Um, but anyway, that's your forecast for this week, and I believe Almy is going to take us out with a deep breath. And thank you, as always, for listening. We love you and uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in. Actually, I was going to surprise you with something. Yeah, so yeah you... I like surprises. All right, so you always have me play games like Guess the Sign. So I thought instead of doing the short deep breath, let's just do a quick round of Guess the Fictional Mother from TV. This is a clunky title, but guess the TV mother's sign. How about that? Guess the TV mother. This sounds great. I, okay. I would love nothing more All right. than to play this game. Um, so we only have three moms. We'll keep it short. And I found the answers based on, obviously, Google searches. But I tried to pick answers based on what the um, showrunners or the TV writers have said or if they themselves said what their birth date is in the show oh. as opposed to what other people think the signs are. So we only got three. What a great idea. Thank you. These are as accurate as I hope they can possibly be based on the research that I did and what the um, show people have said. So, all right. Um, let's start out. With uh, maybe one of the most classic American TV moms, Marge Simpson. Marge Simpson. What, what do you think Marge Simpson is? Cancer. It's a great guess, um, but no. Would you like to take another guess? Yeah. Um, Libra. That You know, that is a good guess. Someone else online said that they saw Marge being a Libra, but apparently Marge Simpson is, should I tell you? A Gemini. No, Aquarius. Marge Simpson is a Pisces. She's a Pisces. Lisa. Yeah, that's my next guess. Yeah. Okay. Because um, she so is kind of soft-spoken. Right. You know? Yeah. I can see um, that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it I'm took sure me eight guesses. But yeah. yeah, I can totally see her being a Pisces. You bet. <laughs> okay. Um, now we have a different cartoon mom. We have Lois Griffin. <laughs> Peter. Okay. What do you think Lois is? Lois. Lois seems like an Aquarius. That's a good guess, but no. Then how about an Aries? Also now. Taurus. Now. I'm going to go with cancer. Now, you're wrong on all of these. But some people have guessed Taurus, so, or cancer. Scorpio. No. So uh, Lois Griffin Capricorn. is a Gemini. Gemini, yeah. And really that's only based on her saying in an episode, I'm a Gemini. Oh, so, so who, she actually, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. All right, we got last one left. I'm going to get this one. Okay. And it's only going to take me six guesses. Sorry for all the background noise. We don't usually record on Sundays. Mars is in Cancer. It's very noisy. There's going to be background noise. Oh, my noise. goodness. All right. Last one. Guess the mom, Sarah Palmer from Twin Peaks. Oh. Let me think about this one. Apparently, She's a Scorpio. 
She's a Scorpio. So that's a really good guess, but no. Okay. So apparently they worked with astrologers, but they did it from the back end. Like, they didn't think about what signs they were. They had to, like, back engineer it. Um, So I don't know if her sign is wholly representative of her personality. I do think Scorpio is a good guess, but it is not Scorpio. Give me one more, because this is one I feel like I should know, because I will readily admit that I have those uh, Twin Peaks trading cards. This is where that came from. This is exactly where that came from. I'm pretty sure they put every character's birthday on those cards. They did. So I would have looked at it at some point. Yes. And I do have... Well, I don't really have a, I don't know. I can give I you memory. the date, but do you want to <laughs> um, keep guessing? Let me see. So she's not a squirrel, huh? No. Give me one second. I'll go Cancer. No. And I'll go Aquarius, and I'm no. done. I have no idea. I'm so sorry, babes. Uh, Sarah Palmer's birthday is apparently March 3rd. Another Pisces. Which would make her another Pisces. Okay. So we had two Piscean yeah. mothers and one Gemini. So yeah. very mutable, mutable and, mothers. And I should have looked up more, but it is honestly really hard to get verified birth dates of TV characters. I'm yeah. surprised I found any. So there you go. Yay. Um, well, thanks. That was fun. I, mean, I, I did horrible. That's okay. Playing this game. You horribly, know what? But, I, um, I don't know if fun. these were signs based on the actual characters or just them throwing in a birth date after there or something. But mm. I'm glad you had a good time. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Sorry the format's different this time and the date, but we appreciate you sticking with us. We want to wish everyone a very happy Mother's Day and a very restful Sunday. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Love you. Enjoy the uh, Jupiter and Pisces.